Hey mamas, it's Cindy and I am back this week with our special guest, Casey. Hey guys. All right, Casey, this is the hardest part of the whole thing. Just tell us about yourself. <laughs> All right. This is why I typed it up so I wouldn't forget anything about myself. Um, I'm a 32-year-old mom of four kids. Will, who's almost 11, Alina's almost nine, Moss is almost seven, and Margaret's almost four. Everybody's birthdays fall within a month of each other. Oh. And, yeah. <laughs> it's like Christmas every six months in our house. But I'm married to my husband, Sam. Our eight-year anniversary's in August, and we've been together for 10 years. I was raised by my grandparents in Paris, and um, my mom is a drug addict, and my father was absent, so that's why I was raised by my grandparents. Um, I have three half-siblings that I know of, um, two older sisters, Amanda and Laura, and then my younger siblings are Tesla, Corey, and Travis. I was raised with Tesla and Corey with my grandparents. Um, my friends are definitely more family. Um, blood does not make you family in our household. Yes, and, absolutely. Um, I love that. Yes, I've lived by that for years, and that's just how I've always felt. Um, I'm a little quirky, and I've always been a little bit odd. And uh, years of putting everybody else before myself led me to losing myself when my kids were younger, but working on finding myself now. A few odds and ends about myself are that I love music. It keeps me thriving, mainly rock, but any genre, as long as it hits me in the feelers, I enjoy it to my core. Um, obsessions are Harry Potter and Star Wars, Friends, and that 70s show. They're just something nostalgic about those things for me. <laughs> And um, I enjoy being outside, being in nature, um, a little bit of everything from camping, swimming, all that stuff. And I'm a little bit hippie at heart, peace, love, and happiness, and all that good stuff. And, um, oh, <laughs> I got this one when I get nervous and say something random or I'm being super awkward around people. Uh, I stutter. And then think back on it for the rest of my life about how dumb I sounded. Yes. And that's why I typed <laughs> things up. <laughs> oh, I love that. I relate to that so much where I say the stupidest shit. Somebody's like, thank you. And I'm like, oh, happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell my husband all the time um, when we have to like go to funerals or something. I just don't say anything to anybody because I usually ask the, like, you know, you're going through the visitation line and you're giving hugs. I ask them how they're doing. Well, obviously yeah. not great. And so I just don't even talk anymore when I do stuff like that. Cause it is so embarrassing. I think back on it every single time I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. It's bad. Oh my God. Sam's like, don't overthink it. It's really, it didn't sound that bad. And I'm like, it did. It sounded way worse. That is how I feel when I'm recording. And like my brain sometimes just doesn't think and I'll either stutter or do something. 
And I just, like, I just leave it in 99% of the time. And then I'm like, man, all these people are listening to this. They probably think I'm an idiot. They're going to think I'm an idiot for the rest of my life. Yeah, that's, I was a little nervous about doing the podcast for that reason. Like, I'm going to listen to it and be like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, that's how I am. That's why I don't even listen to it anymore. And I've said that a million times. I do not re-listen unless I'm editing. Yeah. I don't blame you. I just go for it. <laughs> yep. That's what you got to do sometimes. Yes. I do want to say that I did like the fact that you brought up your upbringing. I didn't know if you were going to bring it up, and I didn't kind of want to to push that in any way. Oh, yeah. But I do, I do kind of like oh, that. Yeah. I feel like people, you know, do relate. Um we're going through shit with my parents right now. My brothers live with me. So, like, there's a whole bunch of shit going on. So, like, I get it. Yeah. I get it in a different aspect. Yeah. I get yeah. it in the having to raise yeah. versus the being the child. Yes. It's, well, it's just something I've always been open with and have always been willing to talk about. Um, Because a lot of people, you'd be surprised at how many people can relate to subjects like that. So, sure and then i have kids that what's that oh sorry i was was about to say i have i have younger kids that are um going they go through things like that and so i sometimes my story can help and if it can that's why i'm willing to use it so yes I will just let you kind of start wherever you want to start in your story. If you want me to ask questions, I'll definitely ask. I kind of like being this all about you. It's your story. I kind of want you to share wherever you feel the most comfortable to start. Okay, awesome. Well, I was going off your pinpoints of some topics to discuss, and I had the my parenting style next. Um, basically, obviously, I have all age ranges of children. Uh, preteen down to toddler, and uh, my kids are all very, very different individuals. And what works for one will not work for the other most of the time. Um, I would say my parenting style is definitely a mix between helicopter and totally chill. Like, I know that sounds absurd (laughs) when I say it sometimes, I'm like, but no, that that kind of matches it. But like, when the kids would, when the kids were little, I would um, get worried about the dumbest shit. We'd go to the pool, they'd like get choked up on water, and then I would freak out all night thinking they were going to aspirate or something, so I'd like make them sleep in our bed. And But then also, like, they're jumping on a couch, and I'm like, well, I guess you're going to learn your lesson, so just keep on doing that until they fall off. And then say, I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like you are such a, like, flow parent. It's yeah. like how I always think of you. You're such like just a go with the flow, you know. And yeah. Anything that happens will happen, and that's just how it's gonna be. Definitely, I am. What I I just it just is what it is. At some points, like sometimes it's just not worth being so upset about. Sam and I go back and forth about that a lot. He'll be like, "Oh, they did this," and I'm like, "Ah, it's all right." <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, it is what it is. It's all right. They're going to make it. 
But, um, yeah, I mean, being between helicopter and not and being totally chill, um, my anxiety is always on high when it comes to my kids, but I try not to let it dictate too much of how I parent them and what I let them do and all that stuff. So um, I let them do sleepovers and hang out with their friends and do all of that stuff. And my anxiety uh, definitely took a hit back in April when Alina got in her side-by-side accident. Um, but, uh, cause she was at a sleepover for that. And so I've had to learn to put my emotions on pause and let my kids do what they want to do still, because I've always let them do what they wanted to do. Right. right. So, um, but that's very traumatic you know that that happened yeah and everything yeah so it's definitely yeah it's it's been a learning curve for all of us it's been for me trying to let the kids still be kids um but i'm a little bit more of like us uh i wouldn't say a safer parent but i'm very well aware of, of accidents causing um, different things around. I mean, just a couple of weeks prior to Alina's accident, a couple of boys got killed on it and they were teenagers on a, on an ATV. So those kinds of things I don't let my kids do too often without parental guidance, but I still let them have fun if they want to have fun, you know, if they want to get on there with an older parent or whatever, or, you know, things like that, or, Alina got invited to go over to a friend's house and they were going to be, uh, doing, um, oh, they were going to be pulling, uh, raft on the back of a jet ski or whatever. And the mom asked me if it was okay. And I was like, I'm going to leave that up to Alina to decide if she can handle that or not. So definitely things like that look a lot different after, uh, an experience like that, but we're working through it and making our way. I get that. I definitely yeah. get that. It's it's a learning curve for everybody. Yes, it absolutely is. It's definitely um a roller coaster of emotions, but mm-hmm. we just gotta work through it every day and we are very open in our household and our kids can talk to us about anything that they feel like they need to talk to us about or um whatever. I mean for Will it's usually telling us all about Minecraft. <laughs> And for Alina, it's more talking about her feelings. So, you know, it's whatever works for that kid. But I usually, like I said, I let my kids kind of be them, be them, be their own person and everything like that. Um, Will's obsessed with video games. And as long as he can maintain a healthy balance with it, then I don't step in unless he's like really just been chilling on the couch for three days straight. Then I'm like, bud, you probably ought to get up and get moving. Yeah. <laughs> and uh for Alina, she's a very nurturing kid, but sometimes I have to tell her to stand up for herself and um Moss is definitely the bigger baby than Maggie is and Maggie's the youngest, so he requires a lot of coddling and uh we're working on cutting the umbilical cord a bit for him. <laughs> 
He definitely, uh, I always tell him we'll go somewhere and I'm like, get off the teat, get on, like we're done. Yep. So he's, he's definitely the, he's the actual baby. Maggie just happened to come after him. <clears throat> and then Maggie's just a usual toddler. So working through guiding her through toddlerhood has been, um, a roller coaster because she's a stubborn, hard headed kid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got one of those. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. And it's always um, it's always an adventure with her. Like, she's a little bit quirky and weird, too, and then she um, takes after Will and his weirdness. Hello. Hello. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> I was like, oh no, it said offline and I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, she'll come back. It's fine. Yeah. I figured it out a little bit faster this time. So <laughs> I didn't have to struggle too much with that. Technology. Well, I know good. millennials are supposed to be on it a little bit more, but I'm definitely not. It's a learning curve for sure. It, especially yeah. this. Like I'm used to like, Facebook, but like this, I was not. And I was like, oh, okay. That's probably why I still have so many technical issues. <laughs> yeah. It happens. It does. Oh, man. I just. Sometimes technology works with me and sometimes it doesn't. Yep. A lot of the times it doesn't work with me. Yeah. A majority <laughs> of the time it actually doesn't. Yep. Anyways, I'm glad I wrote notes. Then I could kind of remember where I left off if that happened. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Let me find where I was. Ah, uh, yes, Maggie, the hard-headed toddler. Yep. She's a hoot and a half. The other day she asked me, I posted this on Facebook, um, she was standing there, like, headbutting me while I was trying to go to the bathroom. And I was like, what do you need? And she was like, I need blah, blah, blah. Like, I can't remember what she said. And I was like, hold on, give me a second. And then she, like, 
headbutted me again and looked at me and like raised her hand and was like, can I poke your eyeball? And I'm like, no, you may not poke my eyeball. Why would you want to do that? And she was like, I just really want to poke your eyeball. And then I might stab it. And then you'll be a grandma. And I'm like, mm, nope, that's not how that works. That is not how that works. So, <laughs> so it's a hit or miss. Like maybe she'll be like a famous, you know, scary author or something like R.L. Stein, but way creepier. Um, or she could be a serial killer. It can go both ways. Feel that. I 1000% feel that. Hazel was laying in bed the other day, just headbutting Daniel for fun. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, and they think it's funny. It's hilarious. Yeah. And I'm like, no, it's really not that funny. Like, you guys are really hard on us. Mm-hmm. My body is it's not as young as it used to be. I feel that. I And I'm still, like, I am 10 years younger than you. And my kids <laughs> make me feel like I'm 80. <laughs> well, that makes me feel extremely old, Cindy. <laughs> extremely old. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. I work I'll, I work down at the Hooting Hooting Chicken and you know, we'll have like cooks or new waitresses or whatever and we'll get to talking and I'll be like, "How old are you?" and they're like, "Oh, 24." And I'm like, "Oh, god. Okay. All right." You didn't not not trying to insult anyone, but you didn't look quite 24 and now I feel extremely old talking to you. Yep. I I used to work in Columbia and I asked them, I was 20 then, um, and I asked somebody that I worked with, I was like, how old do you think that I am? Because, like, just the way that they were talking to me made me, like, feel that I was, like, kind of old. Right. They told me they thought I was 35. What? And I was 20. And I was like, you... mm, that doesn't make me feel good about myself. Thank you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now, you do not look that you do not look 35. You do and not. I look rough today because, you know, I didn't have a chance to get myself together. So I'm just like winging it. Hey, that happens. You got to do that. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. I don't even care. Yeah. The other day I walked out of my house. Um, We're doing a benefit and someone had contacted me about a silent auction basket. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll come to town. I'll grab it. And so I run to town and I grab it and I come home and I look in the mirror and I was like, oh my God, I did not walk out of the house like that. Like my hair just looked like a hot mess. Like I'd been riding with the windows down in my car at 60 miles an hour. And all I did was run into town. So definitely didn't go 60 miles an hour. Didn't have my windows down enough to like blow my hair around like that. But I looked like a hot mess. I feel that every day, yeah. every day. Especially yes. If I just have to like run into town like really fast and not a lot of people are gonna see me like this is what you're gonna get it's probably gonna actually be worse I'm gonna just roll out of bed yeah if we have to leave town for any reason then I'll get ready but other oh, than that yeah. nope in this <laughs> yeah you get what you get sorry <laughs> dollar general at nine o'clock sees the worst of me hey you know what sometimes you're just doing the best that you can and dressing yourself is uh not top priority sometimes so oh yeah harper dressed herself today because i was like 
she was like, mom, well, I really want to wear this. And I'm like, I don't even care. I don't even care. Go for yeah. it. Do what you want. Do it. I know. I don't fight with my kids anymore. I used to like, be like, oh, no, that doesn't match and blah, blah, blah. No. Wear those snow boots in the middle of July. I don't care. Yeah. I am not even going to fight you on it. Yeah. People look at me crazy. I'm like, I don't, they dress themselves. That's what they did. Yeah. Will yeah. has like a general idea of what matches and what doesn't. And Alina thinks that just because something is blue and blue means that it goes together. And Moss just doesn't care at all. And Maggie's like a fairy outfit with snow boots on. So, you know. See, Hazel is just underwear and snow boots. She hey, that's all right. Clothes. That is all yeah. right. That's my like kids used shoes, to run naked um, when we lived out yep. near Holiday. The people would drive. We were on the gravel road. Like now we're up off the gravel road where we live. But before we were on the gravel and my kids would just be butt-ass naked out in the yard, people would be driving by. Um, our neighbor, neighbors called them the Granville Streakers. So <laughs> it, it, That's great. It's a lot of fun. But it made potty training easy for the most part. So I can't complain about yes. it too much. And less laundry in the summertime. That is my favorite, other than, you know, Hadley and Harper have to change their clothes about seven times a day. Yes. That's what's rough. Hazel I've does, I mean, Hazel's like, I don't do with no clothes, Mom. Yeah. Not the other I've, I've had, Alina was my clothes changer. She would literally change her clothes seven to eight times a day, and I'm like, what are you doing? At least put it back in your closet. You don't have to throw it in the dirty yeah. laundry. You didn't get it dirty. I'm and now Maggie's getting that. on that, so yeah, it's fun. Yeah, about this close to being ready to do laundry by yourself, like, just just a little bit more. As yeah. long as she can reach the bottom of the washer, that's when she's going to start doing her own laundry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I always tell the kids, I'm like, you know, I mean... You guys are perfectly capable of doing the laundry or helping out with the dishes and stuff. And they're just like, ah, but then they do it and they purposely do it wrong. So I don't ask them to help me again because it's just not worth it sometimes. Feel that. I want to, for my, my peace of mind and my mental state, it's probably best that they stay away from the stuff that I'm like super OCD about. Yes. Yes. Sam knows that although laundry is my demise and I absolutely hate it, I do not like anyone else folding the laundry because they do not do it the way that I fold it. And it drives me nuts. See, I, I was like that. I really was. It's dishes now that have like a grasp on me that if somebody loads the dishwasher wrong, I'm going to lose my shit. Yes. Laundry. You know, if somebody wants to wash and dry it and I let my kids fold and put away their own clothes because, like, I'm not going to see it. Yeah. They have, like, these baskets where they just shove clothes in. I'm like, whatever. Do whatever you want. I don't care. Daniel, watching him fold his clothes gives me an aneurysm because I'm like, what are you doing? You're a grown man. <laughs> but I just let it go and I just fold my own clothes. Yeah. When it comes to dishes, y'all just better leave it alone. If you're not going to do it right, don't do it at all. Yep. I just, there's a couple of chores on my list that if you can't do it the correct way, just get out of my way. 
I'll be mad while yep. I do it, but get out of my way. That's a fact. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, shit. Sam would roll his eyes. He would be like, yep, that's absolutely true. <laughs> that's Daniel. That's, he, I haven't even checked the dishes today, but I had to run to Mexico to get those cups. And on my way home, uh, or when I had gotten home, I realized that the dishwasher was run. So he must have done it. I haven't looked at it yet. And it's probably best that I don't even try to look at it. And I just wait yeah. for him to unload it. Yep. I was about to say, tell him he's got to unload it. You can't look at it. Yep. Because if I look at it, then I'm a bitch about it. So it's probably just best that you just finish the whole thing. And then I don't even have to see it. Yeah. Mm. Something about chores just yes. drives you crazy. Okay. I've got to get on to the next thing because I swear if I hear one more thing about Hadley dyeing her hair, <laughs> I'm like, girlfriend, because you let Alina dye her hair and Hadley's like, can I just dye my hair? And I'm like, I'll think about it. Like, I don't oh, yeah. know. We got to run that by your dad. I can't just willy-nilly make that decision because then your dad sees that you got, you know, purple hair and he's going to be like, what did you do? Yeah, so. my, um, so all the kids, when I did it, I was uh, doing, I was the lunch lady at the school and um, the kids were absolutely fixated on why I wanted to dye my hair, why I did it crazy colors. Why did I let my kids do their own hair and all this other stuff? And I'm like, because it's fun. Like, it's fun and life's too short to stick to one color. And they were just yeah. completely puzzled by it. But then I also had like Alina's friends, Hadley. And I think I had, I can't remember who else was asking me. They were like, well, can you dye my hair? And I'm like, listen, I am not a professional. I said, but I could tell you that you have got to, one, ask your parents, please do not dye your own hair. <laughs> Yes. And two, I was like, if they want to ask me where I got my hair dye from, that is totally fine. But I, I don't know if I really trust myself to dye somebody else's kids' hair. I feel that. I 1,000% feel that. And she was like, Casey is such a cool mom. Can't you be a cool mom? I'm like, bro, oh. wait a second. Hold on. I am a cool mom, okay? To yeah. other kids, your friends, I'm a cool mom. Just not yeah. to you. <laughs> let's get that straight <laughs> and I like we have this we have this uh hair dye and it's pink and it's I thought it'd be really cute in the kids hair but it don't it doesn't stick to my kids hair it's like a I don't know like a washable after like five washes it should like completely get out of their hair or whatever oh yeah but it won't stick on their hair yeah and I don't know what to do like I've left it in like an hour longer than what it even says and it just won't stick so I use so I, I use Arctic Fox hair dye and it's supposed to be like a semi-permanent. So it stays for like, I think it's six to eight weeks or something like that. Um, and it's not as like, you know how like hair dye has that smell and like just yeah. burns your nostrils sometimes. It does not smell like that. So I used it on my hair first and then I used it on my kid's hair after I tested it out on my own head. And there's, like, I've never had any problems with it. It's never, like, messed my hair up or anything like that. Um, it does 
I have like one, I dyed, I dyed my hair before school ended um, green and purple or like a teal and purple. And I like split it and I still have purple on one side and um, just a little bit. And then the other side, it's like completely washed out. But I had to bleach my hair because if your hair's too dark, then the color doesn't like to stick to it. Yeah. So I bleached it and now I just look ridiculous because I just have bleach and like a streak of purple and people will compliment the purple. They'll be like, oh, that looks so cute. And I'm like, thanks. You should have seen it like, you know, two months ago. Now it looks like shit kind of, but thanks for that. <laughs> I'm like, I really need to fix it. They're like, oh no, it looks good. And I'm like, I don't think you realize what it looks like when it's just like flat down, like just regular old hair. Right. But we, I, I have, I've dyed the kids' hair. Alina's hair is kind of light enough. Sometimes I have to bleach it and sometimes I don't. And then Moss's hair is a little too dark, but he would not be able to handle bleach on his head. He would cry. So I just slap it on and then it lasts how long it's going to last. And Maggie's hair is light enough that I don't have to put any bleach in her hair. Will, on the other hand, he's got brown hair and, um, when he wanted his whole head blue, I had to bleach his entire head. And I told him, I said, this will kind of sting your scalp. I can take it. Okay, we're going to do it. So we dove into it. It wasn't too bad. I also got the bleach from Arctic Fox. And it doesn't smell nearly as potent as regular bleach does. Um, again, not a hairstylist. Don't know all the ins and outs of it. But it works for us. So. Anyways, I bleached his hair last summer, and he straight up looked like Eminem. And uh, Sam and I were, like, saying funny quotes to him and, like, singing Eminem songs to him. And he's like, I don't understand what – I don't understand you guys. What do you guys – you guys are weird. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So we played him, like, songs and stuff like that. And he was like, oh, okay, I get it now. I get it showing him pictures of Eminem back in the day and everything with his bleached hair. We would be like, will the real Slim Shady please stand up? And he'd just roll his eyes. <laughs> but I eventually got the blue on. And he had blue in his hair for like a really long time. And then when the blue ran out and the bleach was left, he looked like he walked straight up out of the early 2000s, late 90s when blonde tips, bleach tips were coming in and everything. <laughs> So, poor kid. It finally got all cut out. But then the other day, he was like, so I'm ready to dye my hair again. I'm like, are you sure you're ready for bleach to set in your hair that long? Like, to be there and look like you um, walked out of the 90s? I think he's ready for it, but we'll see. Yeah. But if Hadley wants me to dye her hair, I will gladly dye her hair. I just need your all's permission. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that she's been talking about. I swear is, I just really want to dye my hair. I just oh, yeah. I really want to dye it. And I'm like, girlfriend, you know, we'll we'll discuss this, okay? Because I'm also getting that itch to, like, dye my hair or something. Yeah. I don't know what yet. I'm like, it's like the, it's like the life crisis like stuff where you, like, want to either get a tattoo, dye your hair, or get a piercing or whatever those memes are on Facebook. Yeah. That's the itch. Yep, I'm either gonna dye my hair or I'm gonna remodel my house. So one of yeah. the two. So it's probably I could probably go with the cheaper, cheaper thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dyeing hair might be a little bit more easy on the pocketbook than remodeling the house. Yeah. 
Oh God. That's, that's where I'm at at this point is like, I'm hitting that stage to where I want to just like change everything about my house. HGTV is like my favorite thing. Not really. It's like, an I don't addiction. watch it that often, but Pinterest. Yes. Pinterest is where it's yes. at. I'm always seeing shit that I want to do that I'm never going to do. That I, I probably have like 20,000 pins on Pinterest and I guarantee you I've done like five of them, but it's just so relaxing yeah. to get on there and pin stuff and be like, oh, that would just be so cute, wouldn't it? And then I get stay off of Pinterest for like six months and I look back on it and I was like, oh yeah, that's still a good idea. I'll, yeah. I'll pin it here. <laughs> that looks like a great Every idea. I'm totally going to do that. Oh, man. Yeah. Pinterest. Mm, I just love some Pinterest. Me too. Me too. And the shit that I see on Facebook or TikTok that I send to myself that I never, ever look at ever again. Like, yes. I don't know why I do that to myself. Yes. I will, like, on TikTok, I'll see, like, a good recipe or something, and I'm like, I'm totally going to save that and do that. Do I actually do it? No. No. I just no. save it on there. And then I look back on it and, and then, then I'm like, that still looks like a great idea. Come on, do it, Casey. And then I don't do it. <laughs> same, same. That's my red flag. It's a problem. I say all this shit and never do it. Yeah. It is definitely a problem. Feel that. Oh, man. My back just popped. It feels a little bit better. I need to get a school chair. Just yes. spend five minutes on a school chair. That's all I need. That was the best back relief <laughs> when we were younger. Yeah. Who needs to pay a chiropractor? I'll just buy a, a school desk. Yeah. It's fine. I probably need, like, a bigger one, though. I'm a little bit bigger than I was in high school. <laughs> right. <laughs> Grew up a little bit. <laughs> I don't know that I can sit down that low anymore. I definitely could not. Could not. <laughs> My knees pop at like the slightest movement. And I'm like, come on, just last me a little bit longer. I shouldn't be feeling right? this many aches and pains in my 30s. Getting on the trampoline for five minutes and then tomorrow I'm not going to be able to move. Like, yeah, that's, that's rough. Well, so over the weekend we had the kids' birthday party. And, um, since everybody's birthdays are close together, we always do like one giant birthday party. And this year I rented a 50 foot water obstacle course and then a bounce house for like the kids that don't do water like Maggie. She's scared of it. Anyways, um, at, you know, party comes and goes, but like we have the bounce house till like seven 30 at night. So, uh, we told our friends, like our close friends and stuff, closer friends, whatever. Um, that they could stay, we would drink and, and run the obstacle course and have fun on it. And, um, so we did one, we did three rounds where it was five on five and we played flip cup and then ran the obstacle course and whoever's team finished first, you know, one, blah, blah, blah. Well, then all the kids saw us doing it. So then they wanted to, uh, go up against us. So it was like, all all of our friends' kids just piled up in this line and and then all these adults and they whooped us the first time for sure. Like we definitely had we had no there was no competition. <laughs> and then the second time we went, we actually won, but like 
I felt perfectly fine um, yesterday morning when I woke up, but like by the evening, my legs were aching and my my muscles were so sore. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? And then it dawned on me, duh, idiot, you ran a freaking obstacle course like five or six times with a whole bunch of kids. And like you had to like go through these like holes and all this other stuff and climb up this ladder to go down the slip and slide thing. And it was it was a lot of fun, but it definitely left me sore the next day. I could believe it for sure. Yeah. It was a workout. I think everybody probably felt it like we actually had to take a break between running against the kids like the first race against them. And then the second race we paused because we were all like out of breath and old and they were like, come on, bring it on suckers. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no bringing it on. We can't walk. We need canes. Get away. Give us a five minute break. Yeah. And then they, they were going to give us, they were going to give us a head start. And, um, I guess be nice to us because we're old. I don't know. But the first kid in line went ahead and went when the first adult went as well. So we were all like, what the heck? There was no, there was no, you know, start, uh, head start for us and da, 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 like rubbing it in their faces because we won the second time. And we were like, we didn't even need that head start. Good for you guys. Oh, they were a little mad. But it was a lot of fun. Good. And um, Jake is, uh, Vic's Jake is very agile, and he was probably the fastest out of all of us adults, I would say. <laughs> like, all say of us, it. even I Vic was it. shocked. She was like, uh, how did he, how did he do that? And I'm like, what, how, I didn't even know he had that much speed in him. But he did. He's a kid and at he, heart. Yes, he's definitely a kid at heart. <laughs> it was <laughs> very it. funny. That's yeah, Sam's pants fell down multiple times. He kept trying to like pull them up. Like he would disappear. <laughs> he would disappear over the uh like between where the obstacle course part ended and like where you had to like climb up the ladder to the uh slide and he would disappear behind that every time he ran through and it's cuz his pants fell off. <laughs> it was very very interesting. Yeah, and we still won. I don't even know how. I was like, what I, I I really can't figure it out. I don't know if the kids were just not on their game or they were being too cocky and they thought that they were just going to whip us because we were old. So, you know, we showed them who's boss. And some of them were very mad about it. <laughs> it's always those older ones that get so pissed off. Yes. 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 They were very upset. And then the like little kids were just like, we just love running against you guys because, you know, it's fun. And I'm like, that's what it is. It's yeah. fun. We're just going to rub your faces in it a little bit. Not a lot. Just for the next week, it's fine. Yeah. Maybe a couple years <laughs> from now, we'll remind you, but it's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Duh. You know, on our deathbeds, yeah. it's fine. We'll throw it out there at the funeral. We'll make a slideshow presentation. We'll have somebody work on that for us. I'm just going to rub it in your face for literally the rest of your lives. Yes, absolutely. You remember that time that you lost to me? Yeah, <laughs> I'll never I remember. Fine. Actually, that 
I had um, Brad record it the second time. So we actually have proof that we won. So. <laughs> and that's going to be put in the slideshow. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my gosh. And they can be upset about it every time they see it. Perfect. Perfect. Put it in the will. Yes. Here's a video that goes out to all of the, like, list them, list their names. Yeah. Please send this video to all of these kids after I die. <coughs> Perfect. Just so And you that remember. is some good dark humor. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Gotta see which one's next. All right, I don't know how you have it in there. Because I just erased them and put the new ones in. So wherever you want to start, you totally can. Okay, I think Will's Adoption, was that the next one? Yep, that was the one that okay. I had next. Okay, perfect. Then we're going in order. Look at us go. All organized Look and Look at shit. us. The one time in my life that I'm going to be organized is yeah. right now. It's just for, <laughs> it's fleeting, so enjoy it. <laughs> That's how my organization goes most of the time. It's fleeting, so I just enjoy it for the moment. Yep. Anyways, Will's adoption. Will is my oldest. He is going to be 11 in July. Um... His biological dad, we were together when I was pregnant with him for a little bit. Then we broke up. And then um, he came back into my life after Will was born. And we tried to work it out. It did not work out. We did not uh, see eye to eye on things. He was making poor life decisions. And um, I wasn't about those life decisions because uh, I came from family with addiction so I didn't want to put Will through that so when Will was a couple months old I left his biological dad and moved in with um my grandma again and uh, when Will was just a little bit before he was one I started dating Sam and uh Sam's just always been there the whole entire time like Will started calling him dad without us telling him to call him dad like that's just what he did on his own um people in fact think that will is biologically sam's because they look so much alike so a lot of people have no idea that sam's not his biological dad um just because he's been there through everything i mean he was there for his first birthday and he's been there ever since so anyways he's an amazing dad and stepped up and took a place that he didn't ask to take but he took it and has worked through it and has just done phenomenal but um a couple of years ago we uh were going to start the adoption process we had asked actually we had asked will's bio dad at one point in time will was probably i want to say he was three or four and we had gone down to texas um, his biological dad is from Texas, and so all of his biological dad's family lives down there. <clears throat> and um, we had gone down there to visit his 
his family and everything because I still wanted Will to have that relationship with them, even though um, his dad, his bio dad, wasn't making any efforts in doing that. Um, but they always were. So anyways, we went down there when Will was about three or four and we had actually talked to his biological dad and Sam and I both suggested like doing co-parenting and he said that it was too far away and that it wasn't worth it. So we left it at that and we just didn't talk to him. He didn't contact us. He um, didn't pay child support. He just never took care of the stuff that he was supposed to take care of and he was running around doing his own thing. So, um, about three years ago, we started the adoption process for Will. During that time, like literally just like a couple of weeks after we started the process, his bio dad reached out to me and wanted to get in contact with Will. And I told him that I would leave it up to Will. Will was old enough to decide. Like he had always known that Blake, or uh, excuse me, that his bio dad was not a part of the picture and that Sam wasn't his biological dad. but he still loved Sam like his dad. So he knew from a very young age, I never wanted to keep that from him or hide anything. <clears throat> so anyways, he had reached out, asked if he could get a hold of Will. I said that I would leave it up to Will. Will decided yes. They talked a couple of times. And then on Will's birthday that year, um, he had called him and Will really, really wanted to video uh, chat with him so he could see his face. and he had asked him if he could video chat with him and he was, uh, his bio dad said, well, um, let me call you back in a little bit when I get to a better place and never called him back. Never contacted wow. him again, like never said anything to him. And while all of that was happening and they were talking, I did, I was very straightforward with his biological dad and I told him that we had started the adoption process. And I asked him if he would make it easier on us and just sign the, his rights over, but he could still talk to Will like I didn't mind that part. I just didn't feel like he deserved rights to Will. And especially if anything right. had happened to me, I wanted Will to go to Sam, not his bio dad. So he had agreed to it and we sent him papers. And then he messaged me back and said, I never got those papers and I was like, well, this is the address that I sent it to. And he's like, oh, I forgot to put what apartment I'm in. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Okay. So we sent him again. Our lawyer sent him again. And um, the uh, papers never got to him. So the lawyer tried to get the sheriff's department to drop them off and could never get in contact with his bio dad. And so that was a long feat of like several months of going through that. And in that process, we were doing like the home visits where they come and check your home out and make sure it's a safe place. And you have to do like physical exams and go to your doctor and get like physically examined and make sure you're healthy enough, I guess, to do this. I even had to go through it and I'm Will's biological mom. Like, and wow. it just didn't make any sense that I had to go through it as well, but it, it's just, I guess another, I don't know, another step in the process. So all the while, while Sam was having to do things, I was also having to do them with him, even though Will was my kid. Um, and so we got through all of that. It took forever to find someone to do the home study because it's not just a regular. I don't think it's a regular DFS caseworker. I think it's somebody that specializes in home studies. 
And so it couldn't just be someone from downtown next to the post office. It had to be like a person that was specialized in it and nobody was doing them. And it cost like a hundred, I think it was like $150 or something like that to have them come to our house, walk around our house, say that it was a safe place. And I was like, well, duh. Like if I, if I didn't think that Will should be adopted by Sam, I would not have sat there and been like, yep, let's do this. And so anyways, um, they had to like check with Will that that's what he wanted and everything too. like talk to him about if he really wanted to be adopted, which I don't know how they do all that for kids, but then other kids can don't have that choice in adoption. So I'm not really for sure how all that stuff works out and what makes things different right. for everybody's stories. But, um, so we went through the physical exams, we went through the house studies, we went through, um, paying all of these fees and all this stuff. And our lawyer was very affordable and he was a great lawyer to work with. And then we're quickly approaching to the end where we finally get to close the book and our lawyer died. (gasps) He um, was a very, very old man and had lived a very long life. And he was a, he was a great man. And I had known him most of my life being from the same area. So uh, it was very sad. Will insisted on going to his funeral because he had gotten to know him over the last couple of months, you know. And so, yeah, we, it, it threw us for a loop. And I had even told, uh, dealing with that, dealing with things with dark trauma and like dark humor, I kept joking about how, what's going to happen next. Like every time we, we would think that we're getting close to the end, something would happen. That would slow us down. Yeah. So I would always say, well, what's going to happen next? Our lawyer's going to die. And he did. He for real did. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, what? Like we, I got on, I think I got on Facebook. I didn't hear from anybody. Like no other lawyers had taken over his cases yet, but his family had posted his obituary. And my grandma being the gossiper queen that she is, Hadn't even heard it. I got on Facebook and saw it and jumped on my phone and called her. And I was like, oh, my God, did you know so-and-so has died? And she was like, what? So she got off, called one of her friends, and her friends confirmed it. And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, how does that even happen? Out of all the crap we had been through, we went through over, like, a year's worth of process. And then he just he just kicked that bucket right out from underneath us. Oh. So, anyways, we had another lawyer in town um, take over our case, luckily, and finish the process for us. And it only took, like, I think another two weeks, maybe. And then we got to go to court, sign the papers. And Will officially has five names because I gave him two middle names at birth. And he didn't want to let go of his original last name, which was totally fair. So we hyphenated on Sam's last name to Will's last name. So now he has five names. Woo! <laughs> yeah. And he he said this year they were working on um, uh, cursive writing. And he told me, he was like, Mom, I really, really wish I would have waited to get adopted. And I'm like, why? And he's like, because I have to write all five of the names now in cursive. 
I'm like, well, I told you, I warned you. I said, you're going to have to fill out all your doctor's papers in the future with all of those names, just so you know. Yeah. He's like, is it too late to like, to maybe take off the old one and just keep, keep dads? And I'm like, no, I mean, bud, you got to pay another couple hundred dollars to do that. I'm not doing it. I said, when you get older no. and you want to do it, then you knock yourself out and do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Damn it, Mom. You should have waited. You should have known he was going to be know, I know. I kept year. asking him, too. I did. I asked him several times. I was like, are you sure? Like, we're, we're still scooting through this process for like a year, year and a half. So I every once in a while, I'd be like, you good with five names? And he's like, Heck yeah, bring it on. And then he gets five names and he's like, never mind, I regret that. I, I definitely regret that decision now. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Sh shouldn't have done that. I'm like, well, it's all right, buddy. It is what it is. Yep. You can change it later, just not right now. <laughs> yeah. And well, and then everybody would make a big deal about it, like, well, why does he, why does he want to keep his last name? Well, I mean, that's his last name. Like that's what he was given at birth and that's what he was comfortable with. And I think he felt a connection to it with his family that he does have on his bio dad's side. And so <clears throat> I said, I don't mind him having two last names. It doesn't bug me and it didn't bug Sam. We just wanted what was best for Will. So, yeah, so it is what it is. And now he's got five business. names. I think that's the thing that drives me insane is that everybody has an input on something that is none of their business. Yes, absolutely. I've had so Granted, many, so many people nobody... question. What's that? I said, Granton, I am so nosy and like, I want to know all of the things, but like, especially when it comes to like a kid's name. I couldn't care less if that's what the, that kid wanted or what that family thought was best for that kid. Not any of my business. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I like the gossip and I like to hear all the things, but I'm not going to cast judgment on you because everybody does things differently. Just don't be, you know, exactly. walking around murdering people or anything like that. Then I'm probably going to judge you a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Have you all ever thought about um, you adopting Hadley? Has that ever been on the table so, for you guys? When we went to court, they told us that as soon as Tennille didn't talk to Hadley for six months, so as soon as she went six months without talking to her, that's considered abandonment and I can adopt her. Yeah. Tennille hates my guts too much to give up her rights. She would never. I can see that. She likes talking to Hadley, you know, once a month, and that's good for her. It's not good for me. It pisses me off. Well, yeah. But that's good for her. Yeah. And so as long as she keeps doing that, unless we want to fight her in court, there's nothing that we can do about it. Right. That's a struggle. Which sucks. To be put in a position like that and knowing what's best for Hadley and not being able to do it. Mm-hmm. It's tough. It's just the shit that she has put her through. It's been almost a year since she's been gone. In August, it'll be a year since she moved away. 
Yeah. And just the shit that we've dealt with in the past six months is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, shit in the past month of her just almost giving up, basically, but still, like, holding a little bit just to make herself feel better. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to do with having, nothing to do with wanting to see her, nothing to do with wanting to talk to her, and everything to do with making her self try to feel better. Yeah. Because as a parent, I could fucking never. No, I could never. That's how... Oh, that's how my childhood was. Like, I honestly, I told my grandma um, a couple years ago, I was just, I told her, I was like, I just really wish that you would have just not even made us talk to my mom. Cause like she was in and out of prison all of my childhood. Um, and, and then if it wasn't prison, then it was a halfway house or it was rehab or it was just running around gallivanting through the fucking streets of Moberly or whatever. And, um, it definitely wasn't raising us or being there for us. And so I told my grandma, I was like, I just really wish you would have just cut those ties and just been done with it instead of, um, her, my mom feeling good about herself, visiting us every once in a while or calling us on the phone. And it, I just wish that even parents that are absent would just remain completely absent instead of coming in and out as they please. It does way more damage coming in and out, I think, than just being absent and not coming in ever again. Well, I, I 1000% agree. And I have said this before. We, anytime that her mom will text Daniel, uh, Daniel said, do you want to talk to your mom? You know, we always leave it up to her. If she doesn't yeah. want to talk to her, we would never make her talk to her. You know, if she does want to talk to her, we're going to let her talk to her. And I think main, like the main reason is because she does have siblings that live with her mom. Right. And so she, she hasn't seen them in over a year. She really does like talking to them. Um, I'm at the point to where her mom does one more cross thing and I'll be like, no, we're done. Like either be here consistently or don't be here at all. And we've told her that before. And then it, then it literally got us into probably the biggest fight that we've ever had with her mom and her mom's boyfriend. And it was just, it was hectic. We should have just stopped contact then. Um, yeah. But you know, yeah. we, we, yeah. What, we yeah. what we were doing was best for Hadley. Um, at this point, it just ne needs to be that way. We're still like, we're still trying to co-parent as best as we can because it's what's right. best for Hadley. But like today, even today, I, um, she has Hadley on her insurance through, through our court, you know, our custody deal. She has to keep insurance on Hadley, right? Well, I know right. the insurance that she has on Hadley. Right. It's state insurance. I know when that shit is due, it's due at the end of this month. So I told Daniel, I was like, you just need to text her and remind her. Cause we had a deal. I actually, the episode that's getting ready to release, I had talked about this where her mom had asked for her a couple week, a couple weekends ago. Right. By the time this airs, it'll be a couple weekends ago. Right now it's this, this past weekend that just happened. Um, she asked for her but only asked for her because her brother was coming down and her brother was going to see if it was okay if Hadley came. Our custody arrangement is supervised visits and Hadley can't be around her mom's boyfriend. She yeah. knows that. Yeah. She doesn't care. That's 
you know, she's just trying to like squeeze a fast one in there really fast. So Daniel texted her and was like, no, that shit's not happening. Um, but I told him, I was like, you need to message her today because in the court papers, she has to keep insurance on Hadley or she has to pay for it. Like one or the other. So I told him, I was like, you need to text her just so that way she knows because we have stuff that's coming up. Like we have doctor's appointment that's coming up to where if she doesn't keep insurance on her, all that shit's going to have to be paid by her. Yeah. And then we're going to end up back in court because she's not going to pay it. And then it's just going to be hell. So like, yeah, exactly. Daniel sent her a text today. I was like, Hey, this shit's coming due at the end of this week. You need to make sure that it's done. That way you're not paying the bill for it. She didn't even respond back to him. And it's like, we're trying to be the good people and be like, Hey, get your shit together. Yeah. Because we, it's mainly, we're kind of being, um, selfish because we don't want to have to go back to court. We don't want to have to go back to court to make her pay those bills. I don't know. It's too much of a hassle. I mean, honestly. Exactly. And at that point, I mean, they can, they legitimately can throw her in jail. If she's not going to pay those bills for Hadley and Hadley can't go back to the doctor unless those bills are paid. She's in contempt. Yeah. Like, I am trying to help you as much as I can, even though I don't fucking like you. Like, I love your daughter, but I, if I didn't have to deal with you, I wouldn't. Yeah. It's very frustrating to be put in a position like that. And to have to deal with someone that's that stubborn about, um, all of that stuff. Right. Wanting, selfishly wanting to keep in contact with the child that... She, if she truly cared about her, she'd be here right now. Yes, absolutely. So, as much as it sucks to say, like, I believe somewhere deep down in there, she does love her. I I do believe that she gave birth to her. I believe that she does love her somewhere. I think that her priorities lie somewhere else. Yes, yeah. And and sadly enough, I mean, parents aren't immune to stuff like that. They do falter and um, it just sucks that it affects the kids so much when they make different priorities than their children. Absolutely. I've always been up front with anyone and everyone. My kids come first. They just do because I wasn't. My grandparents were great grandparents, but that's just it. They were grandparents. They weren't supposed to be my parents. My grandma is my absolute best friend and my step-grandpa that she was married to um, that also raised me with her. He was a great man. He suffered addiction problems, but, and he, but he was a very, very smart man. And he, you know, his addiction just got the best of him. And, um, but they were not supposed to be my parents and my grandma never made me feel like she was my parent. She always made sure that we knew she was our grandparent. And, exactly. um, I'll be right back. Give me one second. My computer's about to die. And I did not want that to happen. Oh, you're good. I was like, oh no. Okay, I'm back. I know, I plugged mine in just in case. I didn't want it to go down on me. 
like it was on like 80 something earlier so i didn't even think about it but i've been on it and i've been fucking off and i should have known better yeah it sneaks up on you though to be fair it does anyways <laughs> sorry i you're cut good. you off no you're fine you're fine you're good but um i i it's I, I can't remember exactly what I was saying on it on that subject. But basically that um you know it just really sucks that parents can and in Hadley's case I kinda would see where she's uh feeling like, even though Daniel and you are both there, it is very lonely when your parent purposely chooses not to be a part of your life. Mm -hmm. I mean, even as an adult, I deal with that. And it's just fucking sucks. It sucks knowing that they have that choice to be there. Tennille has that choice to be there for Hadley. And they just don't. Yep. I feel that I struggle with that as an adult too. You know, my, my parents are going through their shit and that's like, that's a whole different thing, you know? And then I have to be there for my brothers, you know, I'm, yeah. now I am their primary, I'm their primary parent. I am the one that's doing everything for them, but my parents have their own shit that they need to work on. My brothers don't need to be there for that. And yeah. so that's, that's like what I'm, what I'm so like strict about, especially with my parents, like, and I had made a post today, just a little bit before we started recording, like, I hate being the parent. Like, I, yes. out of all of my siblings, you know, I'm, I'm the parent. I'm, you know, even to my parents, I am the parent. I'm the one that has to be like, no, we're going to do it this way. Like, I literally had to go to my parents earlier and be like, the boys are coming with me. This, like, I'm leaving with them. I'm sorry, but not really that fucking sorry. Yeah. And it's just like. Being, having to be the one that's always, like, the person that's there for everybody else. Yes. It fucking sucks. I tell but my husband that I, I all the time. Because everybody always brings your shit to your table. Their shit to your table is what they do. They bring their shit to your table and stack it up. And expect you to work through it. And you're just like, no, I just want to work through my own shit. I don't want your shit, yeah. too. Yes. Like, <clears throat> I I have, so I have my extended family shit. So, you know, my parents and my siblings shit. But then I also have my my primary family shit. My, you know, Daniel and our yeah. kids and, like, all of that. And, like, I had called or I had messaged Emily earlier about the shit that's kind of, like, going on because I always just try to keep her in the loop and everything. And she's like, well, yeah. what can I do? And I'm like, nothing. Like, there is absolutely not a single thing that you can do. Like, it just is what it is. Like, it's – you can't change it. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it, it fucking sucks. It does. It fucking sucks. It's just I so frustrating. I yeah. I know that I'm the one that's supposed to do it. I know that it's supposed to be me. I know, you know, it, everything happens for a reason. And I know that I can handle it. Just there are days that it fucking sucks. And today is one of those days. Yeah. I definitely have 
Um, I, I have those days as well. Like I just, sometimes my family just pile shit on top of me and I'm like, I didn't want this and I didn't ask for it. And to offer all of us to be adults, like it's different if it's one of my nieces or nephews or like um, biological nieces and nephews for my best friends and stuff. Like I will totally take on your burdens and I will help you the best that I can, but that's kids and that's different. And it's different when a friend is leaning on you and needing a little bit of advice or a little bit of help or whatnot. They but don't it, do it often. Yeah, they don't do it um, to just, like, burden you it with it. And yes. sometimes I feel like my family almost tries to, like, not all my family, obviously, but there's a select few in my family that... Um, just like burden me with their bullshit. And I'm like, I didn't ask for your bullshit. Like my mom, when she's being crazy and dramatic and over the top and, um, my sister had some relationship problems that she piled on top of, well, she didn't purposely pile them on top of me, but her boyfriend kind of did. He was like, well, our relationship problems are your fault. And then he kind of threatened me and all this other stuff. And I was just like, I didn't ask for your all's bullshit. Like, I'm not in your relationship. I was there for my sister to lean on me and talk to me. But I was not there to, like, try to um, pry you guys apart, even though I don't agree with your all's relationship anyway. Um, and now they're broken up, which is fine. But this was, like, the most recent activity from family drama that I didn't ask for. That's That should be, like, a segment or something. Family drama, yes, I did not sign up right. for. <laughs> I did not yes. want a piece of this. I, Please take it back. I'm pretty sure I could just, like, make a daily log of all oh, the shit man. that I don't fucking ask for. I'm it's like, oh, just, thank you. Yep, let me just yes. down. <laughs> they just fucking pile it and pile it deep. And I'm just like, no, please stop. I've got my own shit. I've got four kids. I've got a husband. They all have needs and wants. I have needs and wants. I just want to keep my life the the less dramatic and the less chaotic because it's already chaotic with four kids and, uh-huh. you know, six different schedules and all this other stuff that goes on in our lives. Um, my primary family is my main concern and I should not have to put anyone else's bullshit on top of them. Because it just doesn't, yep. it doesn't take um, the front seat in my car. My my kids and my husband do. Yep. Although I've told Sam that my best friend, Samantha, is um, my person. He's like, what? I'm not your best friend? Yes, you're my best friend. I'm just kidding. But Samantha's my best best friend. <laughs> <laughs> he gets a little that. jealous. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry. She's just, she's been there through it all. You've been there for 10 years. That's cool. Good job. But she's been there through it all. She knows all the, all the shit, like from top to bottom, all the skeletons in my closet, all the fucking drama in my family. She's like her and my grandma and Sam and, um, my friend Nick, like there and, and Brittany, I've got a few. Those are the first people that I usually call, talk to, but Samantha's like top, top one that I will, uh, Actually, she, it's like we telepathically communicate sometimes. It's weird. Um, <laughs> when I was, when I was, we were trying for Maggie. We were kind of trying, not really trying. 
and I went and bought a pregnancy test from Dollar General in Madison. And I shit you not, I told no one that I was doing this and no one knew that Sam and I were like even trying because I kept telling people like after the third kid I was done, I was fully convinced that three kids were enough for me. And then I talked Sam into a fourth kid and we, I told him, I was like, let's try, but not really try. Like if it happens, it happens, but if it doesn't, it doesn't. And then if we reach past this like little window of opportunity, then we're done. And then we weren't meant to have four kids and then we'll be done. Um, Jokes on me and Sam, we had Maggie, but I went to Dollar General. I bought a pregnancy test. I got in my car and Samantha texted me and said, Hey, um, are you going to take a pregnancy test soon? And I was like, how the fuck did you know that? Like I, I sent her a picture of the pregnancy test and I was like, you fucking crazy psycho. I just bought one. (laughs) So call it what you will, but it is, it's definitely weird. We definitely have a, a different connection than, than most people. And I'm really lucky for that. And I'm lucky that I have a few more best friends that I made through out my adulthood, which is extremely hard to fucking do when you're an adult to make friends. Yes. So I'm lucky for those people in my life because they definitely do not pile that family burden on me. They accept my family crazy, listen to me complain about it, and then hold my hand or offer me a beer and like walk me through it. That is my favorite thing. I don't have any friends from childhood that I like still talk to. So the only friends that I have are my adult friends. So they're all my, you know, they're friends that I made through adulthood. And like, yeah, I've told them about like, bits and pieces of my childhood. Like none of my friends know the shit that we went through or anything, Um, but they know the shit that's going on and they are so supportive and just completely amazing helping me navigate through this part of my life. Yeah. And I, but that's good to have those kinds of people because it's not everybody gets that. And I mean, it truly is a blessing to have people like that when your family's being crazy or you don't have family support, like get out there, even though it's hard as fuck to make friends as adults and find a friend. The chances are your friend has gone through something pretty fucking similar. I oh mean, yeah. My Absolutely. Definitely have. Yeah. All right, Casey. Well, we are past time, and I know that we didn't get through everything. I will kind of let you choose all right. if there's anything more that you want to talk about, if you're ready to peace out over it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right. We can Maybe I'll be back on here another time, and we'll hit some different topics. Maybe dive deeper into family trauma and generational curses. Yes, absolutely. I would love to do that, because I've got a lot. Uh, same here girl we could probably break it up in parts yes yes (laughs) all right part one part part 10 yeah season five yeah season five no big deal we're still going through it but honestly (laughs) sometimes that's the best way to do it is just talk through it and work it out and then you find out how much more in common you have with somebody else Absolutely. I think the more that the more that it is talked about, just the more that 
you know, family trauma, childhood trauma, just trauma becoming a mother and all the bullshit that goes with it. I think the more that it's talked about, the more people can relate and don't feel alone. And that's, that's kind of why I do yeah. this. And that's, that's my favorite part of this is as long as somebody realizes that they're not doing this shit alone, the more people it helps. Cause Absolutely. I know that I could this five years ago. Yeah, it definitely, I mean, you're put, you're putting yourself out there and people are finding you and you're helping people get through some shit. I mean, the people they can't make adult friends or don't want to, this is probably their shoulder to cry on. Yep. When they can relate to your topics. Oh, I love that. I love that. Thank you for that. No problem. Well, I appreciate you joining me, and I'm definitely going to have to have you back. That way we can hit season five. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I will gladly come back. We just got to work out a schedule. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much. All right, Mom. Bye, Cindy. Popping off of here. Bye. Bye, guys.